This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome to Such a Lady, and I'm your host, Siobhan. If you are new stopping by, welcome to our toxic family. Get comfortable. We hope you stay a while. To my sales, thank you for tuning back in week after week. I definitely appreciate it. It doesn't go unnoticed. Hence, I tell y'all, I appreciate y'all every single week um, because I do. Um, this week, such a lady of the week is Candace Cavanaugh. Thank you for being our such a lady of the week. Our such a lady business of the week is Bead Body Waist Beads, um, owned by Sanithia Powell. Beautiful, beautiful soul. Her pieces are so beautiful, and we'll post them on our Such a Lady page. Um, but I got a bracelet from her one time, and I had just saw it online. And I was, you know, getting it just to support. And also the pieces look beautiful online. But when I got it, it looked even more beautiful in person. So you guys, if you do decide to get something, you won't be disappointed. All of her pieces are made with love. So um, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, we actually did. My sister planned a uh, sister-daughter weekend. So we went over there and we uh, stayed the night. We played games. We found out that we all cheat at Uno, like for real, like all of us. We were hiding cards underneath the rug. My niece was hiding them in the kitchen when it was time for her to draw fours. Or if she didn't have the color, she would go in the kitchen and come back mysteriously with a color. Folks was borrowing cards. It was all bad. It was, but it was a good time. A good time was had. Um, And I I hope you all had a good weekend. I hope that you all did something that made you smile this weekend. But let's get to the toxic stuff because I know that's why y'all here and that's why I'm here. So (laughs) let's get to it. Imagine growing up in a place where there was no electricity, no running water, and you saw your parents and your other family around you and this was your normal, but you knew that your num your normal and everyone else's normal wasn't what you wanted for yourself. That wasn't what you wanted for the rest of your life. You couldn't see that being your forever. Well, this is how Evelyn Bull felt when she left home at the age of 13, hoping for something better in the Philippines. She got on a boat and left her entire family at 13. Can y'all imagine that? Like, I can't. When I was 13, I was playing with dolls. Like, having to go take care of myself was the last thing on my mind. You know what I mean? I was probably begging my mama for the latest toy, let alone trying to figure out a way to help provide for my family. So, I can't 
even imagine being 13 and having to bear that responsibility. That's crazy. Um, When Evelyn finally arrived to her location, she eventually became a bottle girl. Now, the bottle girls were beautiful young women who would entertain men for money. And this wasn't money, you know, for them to just go shopping. Um, This was money to send back home to their families. And for some, just money to survive, to eat. Um, Because that's how bad it was. Now, while working as a bottle girl, Evelyn met a British chef. I'm sorry, a British chief technology officer named Stephen Davis, who was working in Hong Kong. Now, Stephen was a very hard worker who would, on his downtime, go and, you know, race cars and just do fun things with his business partner. And on one of his days off on his downtime, he went to go see the bottle girls. And while he was there, he met Evelyn and he was smitten. Stephen was so smitten that he paid the owner of the bottle girls 500 pounds to take Evelyn home with him with intentions on never, ever coming back. Now, Stephen kept good on his promise and over the next couple of years showed Evelyn a different type of life. Stephen was successful at what he did, so Evelyn had to want for absolutely nothing. She was Stephen's little princess. Must be nice. (laughs) After dating about two years, the couple decided to get married and Stephen had his family there. This was also important for Stephen because he was close with his parents, especially his mom, and wanted her to be there. I love mom. I really do. Mom, I really just I really just love that. I do. Okay, let me keep it pushing. So Steve's mom, Margaret, said that she liked Evelyn. She wasn't excited about how her son met her future daughter-in-law, but as long as he liked her, that was all that mattered. And again, remember, these women weren't doing this just to be doing it. They were doing it with hopes of having a better life. Their conditions were bad, and they wanted more for themselves. And this was the only way that they saw out. So after Stephen and Evelyn were married, Evelyn would go on to give birth to two beautiful babies. Stephen was sending money to Evelyn's family because he knew where she came from and why she left. It seemed like Stephen didn't want to just help help Evelyn. He wanted to help her family as well because to Stephen, that was an extension of his wife. He didn't want to just help her. He wanted to help everything that was attached to her. <laughs> Stephen, we stand a Stephen. We stand, stand, stand a Stephen. Evelyn's family would go on to say that once she met Stephen and she got used to the money, oh, Evelyn started acting funny. (laughs) She was. She was acting real strange. Now, y'all know that Evelyn's family had humble beginnings. And as a matter of fact, so did Evelyn. 
So to get with Steven and to start flaunting money in their face had to be painful. Like you were the one that made it out, chick. Help us get out and have a chance at life. Don't look down on us. But that is exactly how Evelyn's family felt like she was acting towards them. And I hate that for them. Like, don't get to acting funny. Because it wasn't like you got out here, you know, like it wasn't like you made the money. Stephen is out here making the money. And now you treating us like crap. Just as a matter of fact, just don't even call. How about that? If you go act funny, just don't even call. Stay where you at. Okay, stay where you at. Now, at this point, Margaret, Steve's mom, was starting not to care for, you know, Evelyn too much either. Stephen had hired nannies to take care of the house and the children. And apparently, Margaret said that Evelyn laid in bed all day and just spent Stephen's money. To which Stephen replied to his mother that that was okay because Evelyn's my princess and she can do whatever she wants. I love Stephen. I really, really do. He out here saving him. I'm just saying. Now, although Stephen made good money, he would give his wife an allowance of a thousand pounds to do with as she pleased. And for Evelyn, that was easy because Stephen worked three hours away. Stephen and his business partner had an apartment in Hong Kong so that during the week, he didn't have to drive those three hours to get home every day because that's a lot. So he would work at his office and then he would stay in the apartment during the week and then he would drive the three hours and come home on the weekends and spend time with his family. Well, y'all know the old saying, while the cat's away, the mice will play. And boy, was Evelyn playing. Neighbors reported seeing several men coming and going out of their house when Stephen was away at work. And Stephen himself started to suspect something was up. Like, what's going on? Like, (laughs) bills wasn't getting paid. Money was coming up missing that Evelyn could not account for. Eventually, Stephen got tired, and I can see how. Now, I'm not saying that you owe me for taking you out of that life, but at least don't play in my face. Let's not do that. Like, if you don't want to be here, then leave. But don't (laughs) sit here and play in my face. Like, just leave. But Evelyn couldn't do that because she didn't want to work and she didn't want to go to school. How do I know this? Because Stephen gave her an ultimatum. Get a job or go back to school. But what you're not finna do is keep sitting here playing me for a sucker. Stephen said, hold up. And as a matter of fact, I'm cutting your family off too. Okay? Somebody was probably over there hyping Stephen up. Or he was like, listen, I can go back to the same place where I found you and get somebody who is going to appreciate the hard work that I'm doing. If you don't want it, somebody else will. But I'm thinking somebody was hyping him up. Like, listen, you doing way too much for her and her family 
for her to be acting like this. Now, you better tell her to get it together. I, I could just hear, listen, you know, because we always in somebody's business. So I could just hear somebody hyping Steven up. And then he came home from work one day and was like, listen, listen, I'm going to put it down. This is what you're not going to do. <laughs> Evelyn, Evelyn was like, who you been talking to? <laughs> who, who been in your ear? Well, after Stephen gave Evelyn this ultimatum, how does she react to this? Evelyn goes and she pawns her her wedding ring. Y'all, I can't make this stuff up. I cannot. She goes and she pawns the wedding ring because Stephen didn't cut her off. But she got to keep up appearances, so she got to get money from somewhere. You know what I mean? And he said, look, either you got to get a job or you got to go to school. And she said she wasn't doing either one of those. So shortly after Evelyn pawned her wedding ring, Margaret, Steve's mom, gets a call from his business partner, Martin, stating that three men entered their apartment and killed Stephen. Margaret was, of course, distraught. And after packing up and going to the Philippines, she was even more hurt after learning the fate of her only son. Martin said that the men came in, locked his girlfriend in the bathroom, pointed the gun to his head, and asked one of the other men, is this him? To which the man replied, no. They go into the next room where Stephen is sleeping, point the gun at him, ask the same question, and this time the answer was yes, and then shots were fired. Margaret knew at this point that someone deliberately hurt her baby. And at first she thought it was Martin, his business partner. But after seeing how frightened he was, like even while he was telling the story, he was just looking over his shoulder because he didn't know if they were coming back for him. Like, was it a hit on the business? Why didn't they kill him? Why didn't they kill the girlfriend? He didn't know. So after seeing how he was reacting and hearing his story, Margaret thought not so much Martin. But she needed to talk to her daughter-in-law. She needed to get to them. She needed to get to her grandbabies. Once she finally got the chance, Margaret said that Evelyn, who was once so kind and sweet and polite and quiet, was cold. And she asked Margaret, has she gotten a chance to talk to Martin? Margaret thought that that comment was weird, so she started writing down everything that Evelyn said because at this point, everybody is a suspect because who killed my baby? Like, who killed Stephen and why? Like, this is not making sense. And Evelyn was going to give answers and Margaret was going to find out. That was just what it was. The police in the Philippines did all that they could, but the case went cold. On their end. On Margaret's end, she was just getting started. She hired a private investigator and a bodyguard and went to where Evelyn was from. It is there where she learned how Evelyn was treating her family. And it is also there where they saw the hurt in Margaret's eyes from losing a son. 
Because to me, it doesn't matter what your background is. A parent is a parent. The loss of a child is a loss of a child. So they could see the pain in Margaret's eyes. They could see the desperate the desperateness. They could see the fact that she had traveled all this way because she loved her son and she had lost him. The investigator found out about a couple of men and he took those photos to Martin to look at and Martin picked out a man named Arnold. And he picked out this man to not only be one of the men who came into the house, but to be the shooter that night. Arnold was also one of the men that the neighbor said stopped by frequently. After further investigation, it was also said that Arnold and Evelyn were having an affair. The missing money? Arnold was to thank for that. Did he steal it? No, but Stephen's wife, Evelyn, was more than happy to give it to him. Arnold made in a year what Stephen gave Evelyn in allowance, okay? So you have this man that is taking care of you, and you still go back to where you call yourself running from. You said you didn't want that life. You said you wanted more. And that's what Stephen gave you, but yet and still you were running back to this man who couldn't provide for you the things that your husband could, but you didn't want to leave him. Arnold and another man were arrested, but there was still one more person in the house that night and Evelyn needed to pay, but Margaret had to go. Margaret said that she had gotten a call saying that if she stayed in the Philippines, something bad was going to happen to her. So she convinced Evelyn to let her granddaughter stay the night with her, and Margaret ended up leaving. And Margaret said that was the hardest thing for her to do was to leave her grandson there, and then also to leave Evelyn there knowing that she played a part in having her son killed. She didn't know how, but she just knew that she played a part because the investigator had found out proof that Arnold and Evelyn were having an affair, but she didn't have a way to connect the two. But Margaret knew that she had to get out of there. If she was going to get all the justice that her son deserved, she knew she had to be alive to do it. And so she took her granddaughter and she said, listen, I'm going to have to do everything else that I can do from my home. Now, Margaret was determined because she spent over 53,000 pounds and remortgaged her home twice trying to get justice for her son. Now, listen, I'm telling you... I, I, I love Margaret. I, I definitely do. I do. Her first plan of action was to get her grandson. Now, Margaret couldn't go back because at this point, it would be considered kidnapping because she just told Evelyn she was going to have her granddaughter stay the night with her. She didn't tell her that she was going to take her away. And then also, it wasn't safe for her to go back. So she sent an investigator with money 
in exchange to go get her grandson. Right. Mind you, Evelyn's family had met Margaret. They knew what she was about. They knew that she could provide better opportunities for her grandson. Because this is the place where Evelyn came from, where there was no electricity and there was no running water. And so they knew that if Margaret's grandson stayed there, he didn't have as many opportunities as he would have if he went with Margaret. So they wished him well and sent him to be with his sister. Next, Evelyn had to go down. The investigator finally tracked down the third man about a year later, living in the woods on the run. This man would turn out to be Evelyn's brother-in-law, and boy, does he have a story to tell. Evelyn's brother-in-law says that one night he was sleeping and Evelyn came in and said, hey, I need you to take a ride with me. And so they go, Evelyn, her boyfriend Arnold, her brother-in-law, and the third man, they take this three-hour drive to Stephen's apartment in Hong Kong. Evelyn waits in the car while the three men go upstairs, and she knows that they're going upstairs to kill the father of her child, her children, okay? She knows this. So the men go upstairs, and Arnold has never met this man. So he doesn't even know what Stephen looks like. He doesn't know who he's going to go kill. Hence, the brother-in-law. So when they get upstairs, Arnold gets the gun. They lock the girlfriend in the bathroom. They put the gun up to Martin's head. They ask the brother-in-law, is this him? The brother-in-law looks at him and he says, no, it's not him. They go in the next room. Arnold does the same thing. He asks the brother-in-law, is this him? And this time the brother-in-law says, yes. And so that gives Arnold the go-ahead to kill Stephen. They leave, they go back down, they get in the car, and they drive back. Like, they didn't just kill the father of Evelyn's children. They didn't just kill the man who got Evelyn out of the life that she longed for at 13 to get away from. Like, I don't know how you do that. Like, it just breaks my heart. So they go back and he tells them, okay, that's what happened. And because he does decide to testify against Evelyn, he gets off. He doesn't have to serve any jail time. But Evelyn, oh, no, no, no. She's going to have to go to court. And the sad thing about it is Evelyn's family turns on her because she turned on them. She was bragging about how, you know, all this money Stephen had and if he died, how she was going to be rich and she was flaunting this new relationship and she was making them feel bad. And the only person who Evelyn had there for her was her father. And I honestly feel like he was just there because he was her dad, like out of obligation, like, you know, that unconditional love. I don't feel like he didn't feel like 
Evelyn wasn't wrong. I just feel like he felt like everybody else had turned on her, so she needed someone. Well, Evelyn goes to trial and she is sentenced to 40 years well, life in prison in the Philippines. And 40 years is life in the Philippines. But the crazy thing and the most inspiring thing to me about this story was Stephen's mom, Margaret. The fact that she wouldn't let it go. The fact that she was going to get justice. The fact that she made sure that those kids were okay. And then after Evelyn was sentenced to the murder of her son, Margaret wasn't evil. She wasn't vindictive. She went to go see Evelyn and she took pictures of her with her to 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 Evelyn and she these were pictures that Evelyn's children had made. They were pictures of what Evelyn's children looked like. She she was telling Evelyn how her children missed her and how she would tell her children how beautiful her mom was and their mom was and how how great that their dad was and she wouldn't let them forget about who their mom was. And I was just thinking like, this lady killed your son and and you here encouraging her. Here you are encouraging this lady who was finna spend the rest of her life. Well, not the rest of her life, but the majority of her life in jail. And you're here encouraging her where you could have chosen to be like, you know what? Go to hell, lady. She didn't. She chose to be nice. She chose to love. When she could have chose hate, she chose to love. And I just found that so inspiring. Um, She had lost so much. She lost her son. She lost her daughter-in-law because Evelyn was no more to her. She lost her, her savings because she had spent all this money. Margaret was paying the police officers gas money, okay? She was paying for them to have rental cars. She was paying for the investigators' rental cars. She was paying money to the people to get her grandson. Like, she was shelling out money that she had worked and saved hard for so that she could get justice for her son. And that says a lot about her. Um, and then even after all that, she chose love. And I just, I, I just really love Margaret in this story. She stands out, um, although it, it kind of makes you think, you know what? Evelyn meant for evil. Margaret turned into a very inspirational story. You know, this is something that inspired me. So I know that it can inspire other people. Um, it's a sad story. I can't say that I was have the same heart as Margaret. I wonder if you all would. I don't, could you treat Evelyn the same way that Margaret did if you were in the same situation? Um, I would love to hear what your answer would be. Um, 
definitely meet us at Such a Lady 30 on Instagram or Such a Lady on Facebook. Facebook, I would love to get your feedback or you can answer on the poll. I see you guys answering on the poll. I love that for us. We're just really growing and I just can't be more happier for our, our, our community. I love it. It's it's ours and I just love it here. Um, but y'all know what time it is. If you are in a toxic relationship and you are looking for confirmation, you've been praying about it, you've been asking about it, This is your confirmation. This is your time to leave. You don't have to stay anywhere where you're not wanted. You don't have to be tolerated. You don't have to be disrespected. You can choose you and that's okay. And if you need help choosing you, then you can always reach out to us here at Such a Lady or you can reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at one 800 799 safe we just want you to be safe however you do it we're just praying that you choose you if you are the toxic person in the relationship the same applies we're willing to get you into the help that you need you can reach out to us here at such a lady or you can always reach out to the national domestic hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. We just want you to get the help that you need because you don't have to stay the way that you are. You don't always have to be the same. If you know that you don't want to be toxic anymore, don't be toxic anymore. If you can't do that by yourself, then you can definitely get the help that you need. And there are resources out there that will help you. Um, We just want you all to be safe. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's toxic episode we'll meet you all back here next week same toxic time same toxic place and remember if your morning or your week didn't start out great it's okay it is okay don't let a bad moment turn into a bad day don't milk it you have the choice You get to choose your joy. Nobody else gets to choose it for you. I love you guys and don't forget to be great on purpose. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for being such a lady.